Right, I think we are live now. BBB preview of Amir Khan, Kelbrook. Seems like it's been a long, long, long time. Ready to preview in this one. Probably about 10 years worth of boxing history to dredge up. But we'll see how we get on, see how concise we can keep it. How are you doing? You all right? I'm good, mate. Good. Just, uh, all right. Long weekend. I match yesterday. Um, took in quite a lot of boxing over the weekend as well. Um, I so took in the full Jacobs Ryder card on Saturday and watched the MTK card on Friday night as well. And match yesterday. So busy sporting weekend. Not weekend that all in all. <laughs> it's not now. Um, but now we haven't really got. We're not looking into that. But I think our thoughts on that was probably made clear on our Twitter on Saturday night of who we thought won that fight. So it was probably not. <laughs> I spotted Ryder Jacobs on points in his bet. <laughs> Numerous in play bets as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can you can never back the judges, man. Like it's mm. unless you sort of just put money on that fight going the distance. I don't think you were particularly yeah. comfortable either way, were you? Ridiculous. Uh, nah. But it is what it is. Leave, leave that one where it is, and, uh, and move yeah, on we will be part of that one. The boxing that is coming up, as I say, Amir Khan, Kelbrook. I feel like a deep breath is needed. Just. Uh, Soak it in and yeah. try and process absolutely everything that's gone on and is going on with this fight. Well, that's it. I think I think I, the way I wanted to start this was was before we we dive into like where both lads are now in 2022. I just thought maybe the respectful thing to do was was sort of just maybe you know pay homage to them in recent years. You know, because I think when I was thinking about it this the other day, I thought there was probably no bigger fan than than. Well, both guys really, but most, you know, than us too, because if you're a certain age, like us two, what now, 34, 35, then, you know, they these were the two of the fighters that sort of encapsulated your, your teenage years with the sport. And regardless of what we think of them now and how they're acting and how they come across now, and, you know, these have been two of British boxing's best fighters, most successful fighters in, in the last sort of, I don't know, 10, 15 years, you know, so... But we're here, we are here in 2022, but I just wanted to probably start with you and like one by one and, you know, Kel Brook was a fighter that you were a big fan of, uh, you know, in his prime and I just wanted you to sort of reflect what, what your thoughts were on him and his, his career. Yeah, I think just, it's interesting that you said that because obviously off air a couple of days ago, you said you were just going to treat this as of an interview and grill me on, on both fighters. So yeah. I did have a little wander down memory lane and look through their box wrecks and like looking at Brooke and I vividly remember watching him win the British title up in Scotland on Sky and like did a job and at that age, you sort of, as you say, like the age we are, we are at a similar age to both these fighters. So to see like these prospects coming through when you're in your, your late teens, early 20s or whatever, you think, oh, like, they're my age. There's a bit more of an affinity and an affiliation that you sort of pin to them. Like, mm. obviously, we we had the bigger names of, like, Hatton and Carl Zaghi when we were that little bit younger. But to see boxers of a similar age, as I say, and dare I say similar weight at the time as well, you just sort <laughs> of, I don't know, like, pin your hopes to them a little bit more and, like... I think if you think right, like as a as a boxing fan, one of the joys of the sport, obviously there are many, but one of them is is watching that a fighter come through from like turning pro to to developing through the through the different levels, I suppose, going from like yeah. 
prospect at a domestic level, both done it at that level. Like Brooke obviously, to say, won the British title and and was making his way to to world level. And it was like actually, I'm sort of living, not living my my boxing career through them, but like it was happening almost real time because of that that similarity in the ages. And yeah. like Brooke straight away, he was very like exciting fighter, obviously. At that time, you maybe get on board with all the, the hype and the sky hype and the promotional side of things a little bit more. And when he's making these comparisons to Naz and like he's, he's boxing out the Ingle gym, he's he's got all these attributes. So he's knocking guys out. He's looking fast, looking a bit flashy at times. And someone, yeah, as I say, like really, really sort of got on board with very quickly. And I think he'd still probably had. 15 fights by then so it's not like I followed yeah. him from turning over but mm. these domestic level prospects at the time where like it's not as it is now without some like such an old man like you don't get all the social media content and the YouTube stuff it was literally like watch ringside on a Thursday if it was on and, and yeah. boxing at the weekend and maybe if you were lucky you saw a little bit of a win or something on Sky Sports or Sky Sports News or whatever it might have been and I think yeah, like seeing those fights and, and seeing him, him progress to, to ultimately a world champion was like incredibly satisfying. I think the the moment he won the title away to Sean Porter in, in obviously California, like that still ranks as one of my favourite in like, and the new moments. It was like a tense fight. I'd, I'd stayed up to watch it. It, it was close in my head. I'm like thinking, has Porter done enough here? It's very, very scrappy. Like my heart thinking, like, has Brooke done enough? I remember the commentary being sort of very pro Porter in in a lot of the close rounds, which doesn't seem to happen as much these days. Or you know, maybe we we'd like to sort of think it doesn't happen as much, but they really couldn't call it. And obviously, like such a such a close fight. Um, and at that point, like even by the time he'd won that title, he'd gone through a lot of frustrations. He seemed like he'd been sitting as this sort of mandatory challenger and yeah. fighting eliminator after eliminator for what seemed like years then um there was the whole saga with devon alexander i think three or four times that was sort of scheduled to happen and through various injuries and pullouts and cancellations it, it never did porter then sort of burst onto the scene as this little mini mike tyson like a wrecking ball wasn't he? and i think brooke went out to that as a significant underdog but almost sort of the back themselves into that that corner of being the mandatory challenger and it was like, right, we need to to put up or shut up and, and take the risk. And for him to then go out there and, and get the win, it was huge. It was like the whole boxing world was seemingly where he wanted to go. And you look at the the names at 147 at the time and even in the, the subsequent years, like there's so many big fights that could have and, and maybe should have happened. And ultimately for like for Brooke's sake and his legacy didn't. And yeah. I think I don't think that'll necessarily be a bit of taste. I think he's probably done very well financially out of the sport and definitely will do this weekend. But I was genuinely and it sounds mad saying it, but like I genuinely thought like he was gonna be the best welterweight on the planet. Like like Sir Keith Thurman, obviously Danny Garcia had moved up at, at some point and like Errol Spence was in and around there but sort of up and coming. Um even the likes of like Pacquiao and Mayweather were getting linked with that sort of fight. You thought, right, Brooke has like got a very good chance going in against these fighters. And I think looking back now, historically, that seems ridiculous. But that's with a little bit of fanboy in there. That's how highly I rated him. And it was 
tough to sort of justify that based on who he'd beaten and who he'd boxed. But again, maybe that was getting on board with the hype in the sort of early days of the, the matchroom machine that we now know and, and love and, and loathe in equal measure, yeah. I think, at times. But that all played into it and that was all part and parcel of it. And like I could do very similar with, with Amir Khan as well. Like I'll, uh, I'll let you sort of take over from that point of view. But just... Because I was a Brook fan, it didn't mean I wasn't necessarily a fan of Khan. Although, no, no, we're, getting, no, no. we're getting to pick some predictions later on. I'll <laughs> explain who I thought was going to win and why. But like, no, it is. It's, uh, it's good. Uh, the pair of them have Sorry. seemingly sort of skirted around each other for years. And obviously, throughout that same generation, it's mad that we've got to this point in 2022 when you look back. Like again, right. talking fifteen years ago when we were sort of twenty or whatever, it's just yeah. it's a, it's unbelievable, really. Ah, it's it's mad just taking that trip down memory lane, and I know, like, I just wanted to start by doing that just to, before we get onto the like, you know, the, the now, and which may well be the equivalent of the analogy of two drunk blokes scrapping in a pub car park. <laughs> but you know, you have to remember that these these two were class acts in the day, and just just to echo what you said there, like. I Porter win back in 2014. I remember it so well. I was going on holiday the next day, but I remember staying up for the fight. And like you said, it was, I think it's, you know, it was one of my favourite and the news as well. I think just probably behind Darren Barker, you know what I mean? And that was just like, it was amazing. I, it was class. And I know we haven't really got time to go through the whole history of, of both guys, but I, it's just that nostalgia, I guess. And I mean, it was the same again. If you're our age, then you remember British Prescott on ITV. Do you know what I mean? You'll remember. Call at the Olympics, and you remember some of the great nights he's had since as well. Of which, which has been Sky Sports box office before anyone down your throat. I'm sure it was one of was us. He? One of us is going to be wrong there, but I'm sure it was. I'm sure but, Prescott beat him on ITV. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's like flattening his arse. After someone like, will drop in the comments straight away, correcting one of us. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But like, was the rematch not on that? Anyway, I can't. I remember. think it's it's worth mentioning, as you say, like, definitely the ITV stuff. Though I do remember, like Carl. He was probably the first boxer I remember turning pro yeah. and sort of being aware of the amateur scene because of like his success in the Olympics and again getting on board with that. Like very close, I think like Khan's like a month younger than me or something. Like I remember like vividly sort of being this boxer coming back from the Olympics at almost the same age as me. And you're thinking, oh bloody hell, like what have I achieved compared yeah. to this silver medalist? And from that point on, he was almost like celebrity status, national treasure level, wasn't he? And I think he's had definite haters and, and critics throughout that as well. And like we've seen just in modern boxing, like the current sort of climate, just how vicious that can be. And even in that sort of early social media scene, like there was definitely hate towards Khan. And I'm not, again, not going to go too much off on a, too much of a tangent, but I definitely do think part of that is to do with his background and, and religion and race and culture. And, it's a shame that I think he's maybe going to be when he's retired, he'll get that full respect and oh, yeah. adulation that his career deserves because he is he's um, he's undoubtedly one of the most successful professional oh. boxers from Britain of all time. Like, there's no disputing that whether you yeah. like him or not, or whether you, you can pick holes in certain fights, etc. Like, but I think it's worthwhile doing this and just sort of mention that because I do think that the early success and the, the push that Khan had has played a little bit into this rivalry and is part of the fuel that that 
drives Brooke towards this sort of hatred and this rivalry. I agree, I and I think I think you know, like you said there, it's just it's just that nostalgia and that you know, like our era of growing up and getting into the sport, and ultimately what led us to to start this six seven years ago now was like was you know down there, I guess these two guys at, at some point, you know, these were the lads we were watching growing up in our twenties and our teens and stuff, and I well more so twenties I guess, but I just you know like you said there. Khan, it probably won't get written again until he's retired, but he is without a doubt one of the, this country's most successful, you know, decorated boxers of, of recent years. But I guess that's it for, for memory later. And I guess we should move on to the now. And like you say, sadly, it is 2022 where we're finally going to get some sort of closure and answer on this fight. And I think we can probably both agree that it's at least five years too late, probably being generous. Um, but here we are, Saturday night, Khan Brooks, Sky Sports Box Office. Um, and you know what? When we did this a few weeks ago, we just had a brief look at the 2022 sort of schedule and that. I was a bit nonplussed, but like it is, reeling it in. Here it is, fight week, seeing the posters. Yeah, the lads are sort of talking about it and stuff. And I, like I said you in the WhatsApp group before, I might as well buy it now. I mean, just take me 20. And then <laughs> on we go. I just, I, again, it's that thing I always say when I know I've sort of I've got a free Saturday night, I know Jess is out, and I think, well, you know, I'm not just. I'm gonna have to watch it on. I don't have a. I might pop up and we can split it. I don't have a dodgy stick or anything. If I stick anything like that, it is you know I take me money. I think and um, undercard's not the best. Let's be honest, but I don't think it's again. It's probably similar to last week. That it was never going to need an nah. undercard, was it? Main event of Boston, it and here we go. Um, is it is it too simplistic of me or disrespectful of me to ask you that? Is it just? Who is the less shot of these two lads? Who can take a punch more and whose body stands up to it more? Is that too simplistic? Is there any point in getting tactical and analytical about this fight? Or is it just Richard Mann is less shot to bits than the other? Well, I said to you earlier in the WhatsApp group, didn't I? I said it's like hey, it's potentially hey versus value, just with two David Hayes. <laughs> Which one's body's going to no. break down first? But no. I think if we sort of keep... And again, it, it is 2022, so we need that sort of asterisk yeah. next to any, I think, in-depth analysis of them because I'm harping back again to like we can go through the whole build-up of what caused this rivalry, why there's such genuine animosity there. And large parts of that are irrelevant, but I do think it feeds into why we haven't seen the fight until now. I think... I've hinted at it before there. I think Brooke, there was definitely jealousy fueling his side of the rivalry because he's obviously always believed that he, he's got Khan's number, that he's got the beating of him. And he's seeing this this lad who's a similar age, so similar background, and believe we've sparred and stuff before, like his kids and what have you. And this fighter that he thinks, or he, as far as he is, he knows he can beat, he believes 100% he can absolutely demolish. And yet, Khan's gone on and won multiple world titles before Brooke. You know, he's he's had this pay-per-view push. He's probably made a lot more money in his career, I would imagine. And all yeah. this sort of thing is like has fueled it. And I think the longer it went on, the more joy Khan got of just having Brooke on the end of the fishing rod and, and winding him up and, and dangling the fight in front of him. And out of the two of them, I would argue it means a lot more to Brooke than Khan. 
if you look at the careers, and again, we're not going to go through fight by fight, but you look over the past eight years or so, even before that, Khan has never needed the Kelbrook fight. He went off and, and made himself a huge name in America. He, he beat some of the best 140 pounders on the planet while Brook was campaigning in the weight class above. I think that started to shift when Brook beat Porter because Khan was in the studio. He was campaigning at welterweight himself at that point. Didn't have a world title. Basically sort of said, like, if Brook wins this, yes, I've entertained the idea of fighting him or what have you. And then went on and fought Devon Alexander later that year. Fought Chris Algieri, I think, in his following fight. These weren't bigger fights than the Brook fight. So for me at that point, that was where it should have been made the first time. It should have happened then. There was a, a world title on the line. They were genuinely two of the top 10, if not higher, welterweights in the world at the time. Like It was never, and this is obviously with a huge dose of hindsight, it, it, it's not bigger than it would have been then. But even at the time, you're thinking, just strike while the iron's hot. Like There's a world title on the, the go here. This could be like your stadium fight. This could have packed out Wembley at the time. And There is always yeah. going to be that it's... little bit of regret that it didn't happen at any point in those sort of years when it should have. Obviously, the it, both the both went separate ways. Like, Khan would rather have got chinned off Canelo and, than, than fight Brook because repu- to his reputation, there's no damage fighting these bigger names for, for seven-figure purses. He was always going to have the Brook fight to fall back on. And I think that takes us to the here and now because that's how I see it. I think Khan is just sort of thinking, right, well, it means nothing now. Like, whoever wins... Yes, they're going to have bragging rights, but every man and his dog will know that yeah. he's a, a faded yeah. version of, of his rival, no matter how faded the winner is. It's like, oh, well, would that have happened back in 2014, 2015 in their primes? Like, no one knows. Um, it's funny when you say this, when you talk about the potential rewards then, and then, you know... Like this fight now, I touched on a few weeks ago where it's it's borderline sort of exhibition stage where it's like you know no one's talking about world titles or anything else and no you know today I've seen I've seen them in a ring after this to be honest today I've seen the I've seen the winner link with Conor Ben today it's like what the fuck I mentioned that because it was like if if the winner does want to go on and get themselves a decent payday I can see Matrimony opening the checkbook because. Yeah. it's suddenly a very winnable fight for Conor Ben that, again, will add something to his reputation. And, like, well, yeah, it would be, like, the best win on his record, even the version of these guys that we're talking yeah. about. Whereas, to them, it's like, well, like if Conor beats Brooke, it's all like, oh, well, I, that's why I never fought him all the, like, for all those years. I had to beat him anyway, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, <clears throat> sort of justified in, in avoiding the fight. And then if Brooke beats Conor, Again, he'll claim that, you know, he always would have done that. But I don't think Khan really has as much to lose as he, he would have previously. Like, at the peak of his powers, if he lost to Kell Brook, that could have been absolutely devastating for his confidence, his reputation, his future like world title of fighting Floyd Mayweather hopes, all of that sort of things out the window. Whereas now... There's nothing really in the window. It's just like, uh, well, it's just, uh, I know, it's, I know. It's almost, as you say, exhibition levels of irrelevant, really. But it's just funny, isn't it? When you say there, like, you know, the, the reward back in the day when you were saying how highly rated Kelbrook, and, you know, at one point could have. 
possibly beat anyone at 147. And but now the winner, the reward for either of us potentially Connor Ben. <laughs> it's like you know you talk in you were these guys were sort of in with you know linked with Mayweather's Pacquiao's the lot in the day, and now it's it is, and it's, it's it is a shame that this is this is where we found up uh, 2022. This is where it's wound up, you know, and you just think like. But it is what it is. And yeah. as I say, when it come back to like Saturday night, is it now? Is this fight in the ring on Saturday night? Is it just who has the most left? Is it just who is less shot? Is that what it is? Or is that too I think, simplistic? I think from a Khan point of view, potentially, and like I'm probably going to get pelters from, from all on Sunday. Yeah, like, I've always thought that Brooke would have knocked him out. I think you still do, don't you? Or we'll get on to that. We'll, we'll get to that. But like, I think... The size, the, the the strength, the power, the timing. Like Khan has always struggled with someone that can catch him because, and you can analyze this from a technical point of view, what have you. Like, obviously, you there's, always, there's always been question marks around his chin, but yeah. I think a lot of it is like the defense as well. He's he looks devastating, and then he has these lapses of concentration at, at the top level. Mm you're going to get caught clean. And some of the punches he's been knocked out by would have dropped anyone. Like Danny Garcia is a decent punch. was a very good puncher at, at 140. Obviously, yeah. the Canelo fight, like, absolute picture knockout. Prescott, gone on and, and not had the most illustrious career. But again, like, a big puncher at lightweight. And Khan just sort of traded with him, essentially, and, and got clipped. Yeah. And I think... Yes, he's been dropped and hurt by lesser fighters, even at domestic level, going back down, you know, to his earlier fights. And I think that that's part and parcel of him. It's it's part of the excitement. That you know, even if he's on top, there's there's a chance he'll get clipped. It's almost like an inverted Deontay Wilder. <laughs> there's always the chance of him getting dropped or knocked out or, or hurt. Yeah. And aside from, I think the Maidana fight, obviously, again, probably the biggest puncher that he survived. Um was on all sorts of wobbly legs for part of that, but but sucked it up and, and dealt with it and got through and got the win. From that point of view, I always thought of going up at welterweight, like there was a shift in, in Khan's opponents. He was very careful fighting the likes of Alexander, fighting the likes of, of Chris Algieri that, that weren't necessarily going to hurt him. Yeah. Then when he has stepped in with the likes of Terence Crawford, Canelo more recently, it's almost been, well... It, it doesn't really make a difference to my record or my like legacy reputation if I get stopped by these guys because they're that good and obviously they do hit hard. Do you so with, think, the, with the whole ageing bit, I think that has favoured Khan more because I don't necessarily think any differently. I think if Brooke catches him clean, he'll hurt him and he'll stop him, which I've sort of always thought. Whereas... Khan has definitely always been in with a chance of beating Brook. He could outbox him, he could move, he'll be faster than him and maybe sort of win it on points. Like he's definitely got the technical ability to outbox Kel Brook. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend otherwise, but yeah. I think now, by doing that, if he gets into that rhythm and manages to outbox him, then that could stop the 2022 vintage of Kel Brook. Brook has gone through some, like, hellacious physical punishment if you look at the, the Golovkin fight in particular like Errol Spence did a number on him over a sustained period and then like they've both been sort of stopped by Crawford which I don't really read too much into from either fighter because of the version of them and uh, like that went over and, and faced Crawford were like huge underdogs it was almost like a 
a routine defence for Crawford in, in both cases. It was it was very, very unlikely that, that they were going to even go the distance with Terence Crawford, never mind beat him. Yeah. But I think they've both sustained punishment over the years. And I think, as I say, that lends itself more to Khan. I think he's going to be more capable of getting the stoppage because of the state they're in than Brooke. I think Brooke was always capable of getting the stoppage, so doesn't really get any more advantage from it, whereas I think Khan will probably be a lot more confident of maybe breaking Brooke down physically. I am intrigued to see how Khan starts. Will he start fast? Will he? Will it be sort of vintage Khan for two or three rounds for as long as he can do it? Will he? You know, does he still back himself in, in that way, in that flashy hand speed Khan, fast Khan, in and out Khan, or or not? Like, does Book still again fancy himself as a bit of a banger and think he'll hit Khan's chin? Like you, you know, like you say, you know. And I think that is where I'm sort of leaning. I think. If it doesn't get stopped early by either man, then and I know you sort of disagree with this in the WhatsApp group today. I can just envisage it in my head and just just seeing it just get absolutely messy, horrific after six, seven, and just somehow limping on with twelve and like like it's that pub two drunks in the pub car park analogy again that it could just. I, but you said maybe the bodies won't hold up. I don't know, but I can just see. I just think if it doesn't go early, it could limp somehow to the twelfth, just two. Haggard men limping <laughs> the final bell, and again, I know that's that's probably harsh, and I don't want to seem like I'm doing a disservice here, but you have to face facts, and it is 2022, and neither man is at the peak. You know, we know that. Um, again, I don't think that's been helped by stuff like the gloves are off or interviews. I don't think any either of them particularly talk well. I don't think Khan has for a lot of time. He goes around in circles in interviews. He, you know. Sometimes you just think, if you listen to the question you've been asked, he doesn't come across as the most intelligent, shall we say. And again, I just think that lends itself to, to that analogy that I keep coming back with. It, it almost seems like it's two old geezers in the pub arguing who was the hardest back in the day, but finally they're going to get in the car park and settle it out. And, and that's just where I think that's, but that is that is the fun part of it. And I think that's why I'm actually warming to it now because, you know, just embracing it, it. it. It's I. It's fun, and you know, boxing can be very, very serious sport at times, and you know, take itself a bit too seriously. But I think it's just kind of good fun in it. You know what I mean? And uh, for as long as it lasts on Saturday, it could be a bit of a shootout between two once very good fighters. But just you know, I just think, how do you technically analyze it apart from what you said? Brooke could hit Khan's chin, and you think, right, fair enough. But like nothing. Neither fighter has given you anything to go off recently. Do you know what I mean? You can't. No, play. not at all. And, and again, it's all nothing like, there. We're basing right. this more on the the physicality than the the fundamentals. It's it's hard to envisage. Like again, you can analyze this fight from 2014 and think yeah. of speed, and he, he's going to put on a clinic and all the rest yeah. of it. And, hey, don't get me wrong, he still might, but it wasn't that long ago that he was getting dropped by was it Samuel Vargas. Like obviously, yeah, yeah. he got up and, and sort of went on and won. Yeah. But, Committing here, I don't see how Brooke doesn't connect with him over the 12 rounds. And I'm not just saying like one punch will do it, but I think Brooke has got enough about him in terms of his skill and the punching power to land on Khan and like sustain it. I think I'm going Brooke stoppage, as he said. I think at some point he's going to catch Khan and whether whether that's enough in itself with that one shot or 
you know, Khan's going to get himself back up and be on wobbly legs and, and Brooke then sort of finishes it on the feet. I think mm. that is how I see it going. I, like, that could be at any point during the fight as well. Like, normally I would sort of try and pinpoint whether it's going to happen early and he's just going to overwhelm yeah. him, whether he's going to sort of break him down and do it late. Like, I, I try to be really specific in my predictions and yeah. I really can't with this one because it could be the first exchange. It could be... Yeah. Like getting out absolutely out, out boxed for, for the best part of twelve rounds and, and clipping with something near the end. Yeah. Like I really don't know, but it's one funny of my that, mates but... texted me actually um, yesterday morning about it. And he was like, "Oh, are you, you going to be watching it?" And I was like, oh, "I really don't know." Like when it first got made and rolled my eyes, it was like the whole sort of boxing Twitter just like, "Oh, what is too late, too little, too yeah. late." I really don't care. All the things we just talked about there, how irrelevant it is. It means nothing to either man going forward. It's it, the opposite of what I normally look for in value of a boxing show, like weighing up the, yeah. the relevance of the main event, the, the quality of the undercard, all of this. Agreed. And then it's like hearts just coming overhead and thinking, actually, like if I was selling mm -hmm. this, yes, there's a there's a genuine grudge <laughs> match. There's a lot of history, too much history, but also it's potentially a very entertaining fight. Like I remember going around my mates and staying up for Mayweather Pacquiao and like obviously even the more casual yeah. fans understood just how like big a fight and big an event that was. But I made an absolute killing on like Mayweather points, Mayweather unanimous decision, the fight that yeah. got the distance, all of this. And yeah, it's a great night though. <laughs> it was just like that was never gonna for me anyway, Mayweather was never gonna let that fight catch a light and, and be entertaining because that played into Pacquiao's hands. Whereas, I look like you've gone on to me with a patio here. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, not going to be many podcasts compared. I'm going to compare it and think contrast, really, because it's totally the opposite. Like I yeah. don't think either man come Saturday has the sort of, will have the control over that to to do that. I think where Brooke potentially is undone is, is just how much this fight means to him as opposed to Khan. I think he's definitely the more wound up and the more emotional and he might be sort of a little overcooked in that regard. Like we talk about with Liam Williams and Eubank and the sort of letting it get in your head a bit much and Brooke might potentially do that and, and sort of, I don't, know, I don't know what impact that would necessarily have on him, but maybe he's yeah. not able to stick to, to any game plan that they've worked on. I think Khan in the ring has the better potential of doing that, but whether either man or both men can can do what their brains want them to do in the ring anymore. Like, well, that's it, I right? really don't know. And it was an easy sell to me, mate. As I say, I messaged him saying, like, it'll be fun to watch because like, both of them could go down off any punch and any shot. And it's it's totally unpredictable in that regard. So I think it, it has all the potential in the world to be a really entertaining fight, but for the wrong reasons. I think I think the most, the, the example that you cited earlier, and I think, just stands up and that is that's value here I think there was nothing on the line there no one was talking about world titles this isn't this it was that the fun element of two older fellas just slugging it out and seeing who was going to withstand it and I think that's a that's a cracking example of a recent a similarity similar type of fight and I just I it's uh you know I've just literally got a message there when we've been chatting off a mate who never really talked boxing and he's like so Steve what you reckon then Connor Brook and it's it's got that it's got that appeal because they're still names and they are names that people have known and heard of for the last 10 to 15 years. And I just think like it's it's really interesting and like 
No, we're always looking at it from a betting point of view. And, you know, Kellerbrook is the odds on favourite. He's four, six, four, seven most places. I mean, can't. You can get over even money on him, probably 11 to 8 most places, um, which is interesting in itself. I, I find think. that surprising, really, because I, I mm. can't split them. Like, obviously, I'm picking Brooke, and, that, and that's maybe just more of a historical thing. Like, I've fought it for years, so I'm not really, I well, can't really go back on that now. But you said you're going to make specific predictions and stuff, and I just think, actually, I don't think I'm like going to. I think if I'm going to bet on it on Saturday night, I think if I see it as a 50 50, who's the least shot, then I might as well just go for Khan at the plus money. Do you know what I mean? And just go for it that way and hedge me bet and think I'll just take the above evens on on Khan. But I it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. And I think like what you said, like you know, it's not gonna be one of those those technical things like like Mayweather Patio. It is gonna verge on the side of value here in that sort of shootout, gun slinging, let's just see how this goes type of way. And um Sometimes maybe that's all you need, and maybe I am a total hypocrite. But as I said, yeah, I know for a fact I'm going to buy it. So it's coming around fast, and I'm just starting to get a bit, bit up for it, and uh, up for it in a, but in a, in a way that I can separate it from like a, you know, the technical side of the sport, and oh, you know, yeah, I'm up for it in a pure casual, let's get it on type of, you know, let's. Pack their life out of each other and see what happens type of way, rather than that. I think it's like the, you know, you know who's going to be the best at this and who's got the reach and all this, and it's just literally get in the ring and slug it out type of crack for me. And it's, you think it's that they're going to go into it with that sort of mentality, though? I don't know because it's interesting. I've seen like there's rumours kicking around today on Twitter. Brooks Brooks struggling at the weight. Will he make one four nine? Oh, I've heard he's got an ankle injury. You, you just think could that? This is totally. Talk sports style, but could something like break later in the week? I don't mean an ankle or a bone. I mean like news, like you know, is is one of the fights that you think I'll always believe it when they're actually in the ring. It just could something come out later in the week. It makes you think like, is Brooke tighter the weight? You just don't know. Like, what was it one four nine on Saturday? I think that like the Brooke and the weight thing's been something going on for ages. Eddie Hearn planted that seed very early on in his like his his reign, yeah. wasn't it? That, yeah. He's tight at 147. He's huge. He's killing himself to make the weight. And there was the plan was like always to move up. And then obviously he did for the Golovkin fight. And it was all like that was sort of wasn't that wasn't the plan. Like that was up the middle weight, like two weight classes. And then it was like, all right, well, okay, you'll probably come back down to, to super well, the junior middle. But then he what he didn't want to give up his belt. So Fought Spence again at one four seven and like lost to Spence and then it was almost very easy after that loss to just be like oh well actually it was the weight and he came back apparently launching an assault on the, the super welterweight division had a couple of absolute like underwhelming wins yeah. and just sort of tread water a little bit but it didn't really go anywhere there wasn't seemingly a plan to get him in with any of the world champions or make any big fights and. Then obviously he went back down to welterweight later on and he's created a fight Crawford. So it was like, well, it's almost like yeah. if the money was there, and I think even at that point he'd said, like, if, if Carl wanted it at welterweight, he'd get back down to welterweight. And it's like, well, either it's killing you and it's sapping your performance yeah. and you can't physically do that, or you could just keep going at welterweight, but you don't want to because like you're not the best there anymore. Expenses like obviously like, quite literally caved his face in. Like uh, I think so Brooke, it's always been sort of on his mind on like 
in the public's mind that he maybe can't make the weight. And I mean, again, like the fact that it's a catchweight just shows how irrelevant it is. It's not a welterweight eliminator. It's nothing like talking about fighting Conor Ben for obviously would be well, welterweight, but like it's not even at that weight and it's not in the weight above because Khan's like, not really like a fully fledged junior yeah. middleweight or like middleweight or whatever. I, and it, again, that, that just almost adds to the farcical element of it, that it's like, oh, 149 pounds. And again, those couple of pounds could make the difference. Like, it could be too much for Brooke to make. Who knows? But I just That's think, I think it's, a, it's just another thing, that, another little sticking point to why this fight hasn't been made over the years and, and suddenly now like has been made and they've all agreed to all these extra little stipulations and stuff. That's where I'm coming from, and I just think that's that's how I'm sort of separating it from how do I say it? like regular boxing, normal boxing. Like I'd like to think, you know, we at least you and sometimes me find ourselves in like you know the analytical eye, and we'll talk seriously about fights, and you know we look at both men equally, and oh, so where do you think we'll go next, and blah blah blah. And I just think you can't really do that for this. You just have to take it in isolation for what it is. It's Cornbrook. It's 2022. And let's just enjoy it on Saturday night. And you've got a guy on, on YouTube there, Vinny, Vinny Leota. Sounds like a, sounds like a mafia don, doesn't he? I agree. Kel will catch him and that will do it. And you just think... A name like that, I, I'm glad he agrees. <laughs> I know. Um, again, I can see that, you know, I'm not disputing that just because I might take a little punt on Khan, you know. When you do think of possible outcomes, that is probably the most possible one and the one that sticks in your head the most. You, you can see it. Sadly, you can see Khan sprawled out. And, you know, there's no point in, in looking to see where both guys will go next and what do we think. And, oh, you're like, let's not kid ourselves that either of them have world title aspirations again and all this. And it, it may well be the case that it's Conor Ben or Bust. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a clash out fight, a checkbook fight. And, um, but one that. I think, forward to. I think sorry to talk over there. I think that's right. particularly um relevant with Khan. Like I think it seems more of a cash out fight to him because he's seemingly been the one who hasn't wanted it for all these years. Like Brooke would have taken it by all accounts in a heartbeat at any point in the last yeah. eight years. Khan's seemingly the one who sort of exhausted all his other options. And it's now worth his while to take this fight because there's not another fight out there that's going to pay him anywhere near as much as this one will. The Mafia man's laughing. <laughs> so then, um, oh, I'm glad to keep him on side. So, like, I think from that, that also leans me a little bit more towards Brooke. I think, again, weight and potential injury issues aside, because we, we don't know the, obviously, the, any truth behind that or, like, yeah. how, how accurate those, those things are. I mean, again, you look at Hay Bellew for that. Like, there's all the rumours fight week wasn't of Hay going off to Germany and getting surgery and all this sort of thing. And then you yeah. see it happen in the ring and unfold in the ring and, and you just couldn't believe what was actually going on. But I think with this one, like, I think Brooke is probably the more motivated going into it, which if you're saying you're envisaging this sort of shot shootout between the two, that could be like, in Brooks' favour that he's going to bite down on his gum shield and I'm not yeah. questioning Khan's heart necessarily I never would have done that over the course of his career like he's the epitome of a fighter that will just keep going until he gets absolutely like knocked out or the ref stops it like too brave for his own good on, on many an occasion but I think with this one it means that a bit more to Brooks or maybe that's something that's going to play into 
into the whole thing, like in terms of not well, like, like you trying to put fight, in terms of the training and everything they're putting yeah. towards it. Like I, I really don't know. I'm, I'm you convinced yourself like yet? Else is. <laughs> I think uh, I think I'm going to disagree with you just for the hell of it. Uh, we both agreed last week on Daniel Jacobs' points, and look how that went. So sod it. Uh, Pretty close. You're going to go group by storage. I'm going to go common points. <laughs> uh, but no, as I said to you before, I am going to, again, I can't give you any reasoning and insight and technical analysis of why, but I'm just going to, if I was going to have a bet on it, I'm going to put a five on it. I'll just go for con. I'll just, again, at that, that above evens money and uh, just solely, well, partly to disagree with you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be well ahead of this prediction league that we were talking about between the two of us head to head. <laughs> Jacob's points, man. Uh, but I uh, and I think I think doing this with you has been pretty cathartic tonight. And uh, you know, it's it sort of compartmentalised the fight in my head, and I, I can approach it from a point of view where I'm comfortable, like where it's coming from, and approaching it and, and taking it taking it into account that way, and thinking, you know what, it's uh, it's just possibly good fun. You know what it is? It's it's value here. It's it's. And this is me justifying why I'm about to spend 20 quid on it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh you know what? It's the fun side of boxing, I guess. And that is what it is. It's one of them, I guess, a one-off shootout fight. And pff, I, um, and I get, you know, we've, don't get me wrong, I've got friends who completely disagree with me. I've got a, a big boxing friend, I mean, we've, uh, one of our joint friends, Scott, and he's like, the knee rate, I'm paying for that. Absolutely no chance. No, not a, you know, what, nothing to do with that. Because he knows he's out. Uh, exactly, that's a good point. Well, it's nothing to do with it, you know. And I, I get that. And I, get I was why. like that though. I was a hundred percent like yeah. that when it got announced, and I have been pretty much up till this weekend. And I think because we've mm. been sort of talking about this and digging back through the history of it a bit, you just sort of get that almost romantic link to it. And Valentine's Day, yeah, after this, all, in it, but like a nostalgic link. It is. It is it's, it's just sort of yeah. like heart overhead. And I think if I were to try and apply my boxing head to it and, and make a prediction based on that like, I was just thinking as you were saying and, and not doing that and just talking about like a shootout I think from a technical point of view there's more for Khan to do to, to win the fight I think yeah, again potentially a lot easier said than done but from a Kelbrook point of view I imagine that he's going to come out try and get his jab going but basically throw when Khan does like if he punches with him there's a chance he'll connect well, I, I, uh, if he's too cautious and, yeah. and waits and he's trying to be all patient, then Khan could yeah. box him and, and outbox him. But he's got to be aggressive and, and let his hands go. And I think if he does that, then he's he's winning by a stoppage. The thing is, like 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 I said to you before, your your view there and your your outcome, your scenario is the one that I can see in my head. But for some reason, I feel like I'm just going to go against you because I just I just I don't know because I can see. It's so hard because, like I said, neither guy is coming into it with anything meaningful to judge them on. So you have, like, we can say here, hand on heart, we haven't got a clue what state of these two can step into the ring in. Like, one of them could be a lot more shot-worn and fucked than, than the other. You know, they could be, we don't know what we're dealing with here, really. You know, they could, it could we're going in blind. Really. both could have aged overnight. Yeah. They could be a shadow of what they were. Let's just see what the rest of the week, you know, I'm sure there'll be, there'll be, the weighing heads will be out and they'll be analysing bloody Kell's look at the weighing and everything about it and the press conference, how they seem. And, you know, let's let's get into it. But um, I'm, I'm just going to go with Khan just for the sheer hell of it and take it for what it is, enjoy it. And I'm sure we'll do a review on uh, 
Sunday at some point, um, or maybe just go live again after the fight if we, we can do that. I enjoyed that after Williams' new bank. Um, but I so I that trip down memory lane was has been nice, and I think it's it has got us geared up for Saturday. And uh, I'm going to watch it. I'll tune in and I'll take it for what it is. Um, but yeah, I'll go con con points. Sort it. Yeah, I'm going obviously Rook. KO slash TKO, depending on what odds get offered. I think, I think we've covered it fairly, though. I think we've fight, we've fight not to go the distance. Yeah. I think we've we've given both men due credit and we've recognised their, their achievements, which I think is only right to do, which we did at the start of the prediction. And, you know, um, credit for what both have had very good careers. And, you know, what well, this is it. This is the reality we're facing up to. Khan Brook 2022. So let's see what it brings. Right, nice one. Thank you very much for your time again, mate. And uh, thank you, everyone who's watching. Yeah, no worries. Don't Hi, kids. Click, like, subscribe, all that jazz. If you're watching us too on Valentine's night, it's quarter to six, then I, honestly, thank you very much. Uh, it means, it means... <laughs> says more about the viewers than us, I think. <laughs> oh, better, who knows? Uh, exactly. Um, anyway, thanks, thanks to anyone that subscribed, liked the channel, shared anything, shared on Twitter. <clears throat> plenty of stuff on there as well. Um, so I thanks again to everyone. So I, yeah, cheers, Andrew. Um, nice nice we'll speaking to you. Enjoy the rest of your night. Uh, you too. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.